0: Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head matchups, and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds, and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite the win. Alright, welcome back to Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. Thanks for joining me people. I really appreciate you dropping in to have a listen. We got some pretty tricky matchups going on this week once again. One in particular that is playing on your emotions again this week. So without further ado, I shall just get on into it. You all know what we do over here. We're working with the averages, trying to see which driver is going to come out on top of the other. And you heard the intro. So this week's head-to-head matchups look like this we've got the 34 Mike McDowell going up against the 99 Daniel Suarez we've got Kyle Busch in the 8 car going up against the 45 Tyler Reddick AJ Allmendinger in the 16 car is going up against the 5 car of Kyle Larson and the last battle is the 2 car Austin Sindrick going up against the 54 Ty Gibbs now looking at comparable tracks to Coda circuit of the Americas your primary tracks will be Sonoma and Watkins Glen they both have uh, technical courses elevations similarities to CODA. Charlotte, Roval, and Indy Road Course, they are road courses, and I'm putting them in there, again, just to get the big picture to see how well these guys run as a whole on road courses. I'm averaging out their finished positions and their driver ratings. So starting at the top with Michael McDowell, looking at his career stats at the track, and of course the career is very short for all these, it's two races. He's got no top fives yet and one top ten, no DNFs at the track, and he has Three laps led so far, with an average finish of 10th. And he still has yet to win at the road course in Coda. Daniel Suarez, two races run at the track. No top fives, top tens, or DNFs. He has led 15 laps. He had a good run last season. Averages out seven and a half laps for each race he ran. However, his average finish is 28.5. A bit lower than McDowell's. So let's take a look at the Comparable tracks once again Sonoma Watkins Glen Charlotte role and Indy road course when I average out the finish position for Michael McDowell I get an 11.4 with uh, Daniel Suarez I get an 18.8 so pretty big difference there McDowell comes up with a 91.52 on the driver rating and Suarez he comes up with a 91.82 really close on those two well, like I said there's some tough matchups this is one of them McDowell, he shows a better finish average, and their driver ratings are near identical. So I had to look at the stats after dropping off Charlotte and Indy, and I find their driver averages come closer together, with McDowell averaging P7 to Suarez as P10. The interesting to note is the jump in the 99 car's driver rating, and where the 34 dropped off a bit. Suarez comes up with a 107.5 to McDowell's 90.37. Keeping in mind, McDowell no longer has Blake Harris in the box, has me leaning towards the 99 for this matchup. Not to mention McDowell, he's got uh, the most DNFs on the road courses as a whole. Seven, I believe. So pay close attention to their practice times as well as their qualifying position, as without stage break cautions, passing would be a bit harder to come by. So with all that being said, before I see any practice numbers, the 99 is Rowdy's pick, Danny Suarez. I guess I'm an amigo this weekend. All right, next matchup, Kyle Busch versus Tyler Reddick. Kyle Busch's career stats, two races, just like everyone else. No top fives, he's got one top 10, no DNFs. He has led 12 laps, has an average finish of 19, no wins. Reddick, two races run at the track, one top five and two top 10. DNFs, none, two laps led for him with an average finish of seven. And he still has yet to win over here at Coda. Well, it's kind of messed up putting these two head to head though. Both in new cars, new teams, one in the other's previous car. So the numbers here clearly favor Tyler Reddick. However, that was in the car Kyle is now piloting. And we all saw what happened in California when Kyle won over there. So is it the car or the driver? In this case, I've got a pencil in Kyle Bush as he is a great road racer. And Tyler pulled off a couple wins at Indian Road America in that car last season. And while Kyle was running for Gibbs, it was obvious he wasn't getting the best equipment and his head wasn't in the game due to these sponsorship issues. Now it's a different game. The Childress Power Plant is rumored to have the best in horsepower, and now you've got one of the best drivers behind the wheel of that car. Kyle has finished up front in three stages out of four run at the track, showing he has been running in the front of these races. With no yellow flag stages, I can see him picking up more points, quite possibly in both stages on Sunday. There's no more trying to decide whether or not to chase finish position or stage points. Logano put it perfectly this week when he said, the best car should finish with the best points. So now practice will be key to this matchup. But as I said, for now, 8 car Kyle Busch is Rowdy's pick. Okay, our next matchup has the 16, AJ Allmendinger versus the 5 car Kyle Larson. AJ, two races run, one top five, one top 10, no DNFs. Two laps led with an average finish of 19 and no wins at Coda. Kyle Larson, two races, one top five, one top ten, no DNFs. Four laps led for him with an average finish of 15.5. Also, no wins at Coda. Taking a look at the comparable tracks. Coda, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, Charlotte, and Indy. Puts A.J. Amendinger in an average finish position of 13th. Kyle Larson in an average finish position of 23rd. Last season, the driver rating average comes out to 97.02 for AJ Allmendinger, and Kyle Larson has a driver rating averaged out to 80.18. Now this is probably the toughest matchup of the week here. The averages at the track support the Dinger in both driver average and driver rating. After removing Charlotte and Indy from the equation, Kyle's stats take a jump over AJ's. Kyle at P15, AJ at P18 on the driver averages, And the driver ratings of 91.6 and 87.7 respectively but AJ was punted from the lead in the last run at Coda, only to finish p33 on the last lap of that race for him to reach the revised driver average Kyle put up the Dinger needed a 24th or better finish which would have been easily attainable without that last lap melee so now things favor AJ but Kyle Larson had a good run at the Glen coming home with his second consecutive win at that track know the Glenn matches this track pretty good so this matchup will warrant a close look at practice data and uh, qualifying efforts for the weekend especially starting position it is going to be a track position race obviously without the yellows track position is key so if I have to choose right now I'm going with AJ as his overall road course stats are more consistent Rowdy's pick is AJ Allmendinger okay looking at your final matchup the two car of Austin Sindrick going up against the 54 rookie Ty Gibbs now this matchup it's really not a comparison since ty gibbs is a rookie he has no races run in the cup car at this race Cindric does have two races run and he has an average finish of 16.5 with one top 10. but again we can't look at those stats so looking at the xfinity series is the only comparison we can make between these two drivers other than how the drivers have been running currently this season only no road course data to work with so i've got to give the nod to the two car based off what i see in that series Cindric has also had better finishes year to date, leading me to believe that Ty Gibbs has a way to go in learning in this cup car yet. Also Cindric has much more experience in this car in that he has run a full schedule of road courses in this next gen car. So I'm just going to jump in there with Cindric as Rowdy's pick. That's pretty cut and dry and this one really will come down to practice and qualifying as well. So pay close attention to that folks all right let's move on we're looking at the next segment here Rowdy's season average so we're looking at my average currently it is week five out of a possible 200 points I currently sit at 110 I nailed two out of four this last weekend that's 50% that puts me at average if it were in school it would be an F if it were a baseball I'd be knocking it out of the park but here in NASCAR 50% I guess you're not making money you're not losing money that puts me at average but right now I'm at 55% so 5% 5% above average. But we're looking to pick that up some more this weekend. OK, so now we get to move on and take a look and see how these sports books have things lined up. We'll take a look at the top 10 and see where they can be found and what their values are. Starting on the top, they've got Kyle Larson listed at plus 650 on Barstool, DraftKings, Caesars, BetRivers, Rivers, and FanDuel. They're all in agreement there. Kyle Busch comes up in second with a plus 800 at Barstool, DraftKings, BetRivers, and FanDuel. Ross Chastain also eight to one on Barstool, DraftKings, BetRivers, and FanDuel. Next you have Tyler Reddick. You can find him for plus 1,000. That's ten to one on Barstool, Caesars, and BetRivers. AJ Allmendinger can be found for twelve to one. That's plus 1,200 at Barstool, DraftKings, BetRivers, and FanDuel. Willie B. Plus 1400 at Barstool, Bet Rivers. Christopher Bell is next. He's listed at plus 1600 at Barstool and Bet Rivers. Austin Sindrick comes up next at plus 1600 at BetMGM and Bet Rivers. Daniel Suarez, my amigo, plus 1600 at Barstool, BetMGM, and Bet Rivers. And topping off the list in 10th is Alex Bowman at plus 2,000, only to be found at Caesars. Now, looking at that top 10 list, there just seems to be, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't set well with me. Because looking at Blaney, Truix, Logano, Harvick, they all seem to be a bit long, and they could be great values, so you might want to look at picking one or all of them. They all run well on road courses. Uh, they have all listed above the top seven in driver averages on road courses. Harvick in third, Blaney in fourth. And i that the 12 car has no DNFs on any of the road courses over 25 races. And Logano and Truix have averages of 6th and 7th among all active drivers. So I'm not sure why they're putting these guys down below there. Maybe it's just because we've only had two races at this track. And they're working with what the guys did in the last couple of races. Um, but I just don't see Willie B, Christopher Bell, Austin Sindrick to be much value, we'll just say. I think Blaney, tricks Lugano, Harvick, they can all be much shorter. Um, but like I said, you know, those are some good values. You might want to take a look at them and maybe pick them up. So moving on to some long shots take a look at some long shot drivers, McDowell in that 34 car. He's a great long shot driver to look at this weekend. He was running better and better as the 22 season progressed. It is unknown how well the new crew chief and he will mesh on the road course circuit, but he is a fantastic road course racer as it is his background and the cars he used to race were similar to the next gen car. So a top 10 for that team is entirely possible this weekend. He's listed currently at plus 165 for a top 10 and 30 to 1 for an outright. Another Driver to look at a long shot, Ty Gibbs. He was a road course beast in that Xfinity car. He hasn't shown much this season in the Next Gen. However, he's coming off his best run year to date at Atlanta, which should help with his and his team's morale. I've seen him listed as high as plus four thirty for a top ten, which I really like. And if he manages a win outright, he could be sitting on a pile of cash at fifty to one. So maybe Gibbs in that fifty four car could be a long shot for you. Okay, and every week I pick a winner. My win pick of the week, I have been pretty close on these this season, getting punted from the lead on several closing laps this year. If you keep knocking on that door, it'll open eventually. Last season, I felt like the jinx as whomever I picked for the win outright. He was either wrecked out, probably by Chastain, or disqualified like Chastain, Bush Hamlin. So hopefully I can get that monkey off my back with this week's winner, who will be driving the 16 colleague car, AJ Allmendinger. All right, that's where we stand for this week. If you're playing NASCAR Fantasy Live, I recommend coming over and having a listen to the Final Lap Weekly. I'm over there giving some tips and tricks and driver picks for that podcast for Kerry Murphy and Toby Christie, two great guys. It's a fun listen. Come on over and listen to the Final Lap Weekly at a podcast near you. Alright folks, that's it for today. Thanks once again for coming by and having a listen. I know there's millions of podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one, and I do appreciate that. So I wish you all good luck this weekend at Circuit of the Americas. Go out there and make some cash. We'll talk to you again next week. See ya.